Yeah, All right. Let's, let's hit it. Ooh, let's hit it. I like that. Well, welcome back to Tales from the Service Industry. I'm Bill. I am here with Ms. B. Hey, guys. With Liz, our resident deviant. Hi, team. And as a special guest, we have a longtime listener, first-time caller that's actually patched into the TFTSI studios. And I'd yeah. like to welcome Sue to the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome on. We're so excited to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thank you for being here. So, Sue, um, as we normally do with people in the studio, we'd like to ask you to share a little bit about how you got into the service industry. Um, I entered the service industry officially when I was 20 years old, uh, first in uh, a property management company, and I worked there for a good three years. And then I moved on to a new position at a uh, full-service hotel, and that is where I encountered Bill. <laughs> Ooh, so, so we you were worked workmates. with him. We, five years we worked together. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was well, it that little? Years. It was 99 to 05, right? Or 04? Oh, yeah, that's right. 04. 1999. It was the millennium. That's <laughs> how far back we go. So what was your role yeah, so when that- you worked with Bill? I was a relief night auditor. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, so my gosh. Friday night. 10 p.m. 6 a.m. Oh my god. Saturday night. 10 p.m. Oh, so no social life. Oh no. no. Well, when you're that age, I mean, that's all you want to do is go out with your friends. I admitted myself to nothing. Wow. Then on Sunday, got the day off so I could sleep half my day off, and then I would come back to work on Monday. Wow. <laughs> work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I had Thursdays off, and then I would start on Friday. I didn't even have two days off in a row most of the time. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was intense. I was always on time. I never called out sick. Well, that's good because we appreciate you. Because who has to cover the night audit? Miss B. The relief. (laughs) It's the FOM, right? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) So you have to have some good stories from your night audit days. Because I've just from the few shifts I've covered, I have some crazy stories. So I need to hear some of your stories. Oh, my goodness. You know, when they have that saying, the creeps come out at night. It's creeps true. Creeps come out at night. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, there's that saying, like, nothing good happens after midnight. It's mm-hmm. true. Another saying. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It is true. We had everything yeah. from fire alarm going off. We yeah. had flights that would get canceled. Then we would have a, you know, shuttle return with 35 people who had checked out of our hotel wanting to get back into the room that they had just checked out of mm-hmm. because they said, well, we paid for that room and I want to get back into it. And I'm like, well, actually you didn't. You had a late checkout till 2 p.m. Oh my God. So I can't check you back in that room and i would have people arguing with me going i know there's no housekeeping staff here let me back into my old room and we'll just call it a day and then i'm looking at the low oh my god or, you know the room block and you know the management he would make these room blocks and have everything like tetris because this was a hotel that was sold out year round oh wow there was no extra back pocket room yeah right so i would have people come back start yelling at me i'm like the nice little girl at the desk oh and it's just me and one freaky security guard and one houseman that's it i still have nightmares to this day where i will be at work and a bus of people show up and they line up in the hotel lobby and i can't make keys or i can't find a room for them dude those are my nightmares right now 
<laughs> those are my nightmares. So it stays with you. And so that's why this podcast is so important. I view it as therapy. Yeah. It helps me go through these traumatic times. And then also we would have crazy people and it was mostly drunk tourists who yeah. would show up at our hotel thinking that it was their hotel, but they were, they were at the wrong hotel. That's funny. Yeah. You know, my key doesn't work. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking up in the system like, are you staying with another party? And he's like, no, it's just me. I want my room, my room key won't work. And I'm like, oh well, my do you God. have any idea on you? And I'm looking him up and I'm like, sir, I can't find you in our system. And he's like, I just checked in earlier and I went to the Luau. And then they start cursing at you and it's all your fault. You know, they're like had seven Mai Tais by that time. (laughs) And you can smell the rum and the dark rum floater and the pineapple coming off of them. They're sweating it out by now and they're all sunburned. You know, that's the tropical hangover look that they come. (laughs) This just makes me want to go on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) The one guy I said, um sorry but like you're not registered here i said you have your room key how about this show me your room key and he he gave it to me and i went sir this is the wrong this is this (laughs) chain you're at the wrong hotel i go like you took the wrong shuttle where you belong oh my god i get on the phone and i would call the hotel i think we have one of your people here that's so They're funny. They're like, well, can you give us a description? I'm like, a uh, sunburned tourist with an Aloha shirt. Could you be more specific, coming please? for you. <laughs> that stinks like rum. One- Again, could you I- be more specific, <laughs> please? <laughs> okay, so I yeah. want to know. This could be a question for the two of you, but uh, since you're our guest, I'll have you go first. Uh, what was your favorite part about working in Hawaii? Uh, the beach. People. Oh. The, people. No, the people. Really, mm. seriously, the people. I mean, it's the hospitality industry. Yeah. Right? It is an extension of our home. If you had someone coming to your home, what would you do? Wouldn't you give them the best towel and the best bed and the best food? Yeah, and of so course. Being in the hospitality industry, you want them to have the best experience. And so the biggest highlight of my life was I got to talk to people every single day who were so thankful to be able to come to the island. You know, people came for anniversaries, people came for family reunions, some came for, uh, you know, honeymoons, some people came because they were dying of cancer. And this was probably their last trip together as a family. And, And I really learned like, everyone has a story. Yeah. And if I can make their life a little happier by being nice to them or helping them or telling them the best restaurant to go to so they don't waste their time. I mean, I truly enjoyed my role as a customer service person. And so I would say that was my most favorite part is that it's a very special place. And if you haven't ever been there in your life, you need to make it part of your plan. It is just another world. Mm -hmm. Unforgettable. Would you agree, Bill? You know, Sue, I, I will tell you, that was very sweet and heartfelt, but that was not my opinion of it. <laughs> hey, there's always two sides to a coin. My favorite part oh, of tell. my favorite part of working in Hawaii is the fact that you could mess with people in ways that are absolutely ludicrous, and people would eat it up. They would believe it. You're so twisted. Oh my god. Hundred percent. All right, example. Hundred percent. You're gonna have to share the coworker that we had that I would like to work with the most. 
That was Chuck. Exactly. He and I would always Correct. work together. So this one guy that was yeah. on the team. Frickin' frack. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Loved working with the dude because we shared a really similar twisted sense of humor. <laughs> and we had Definitely. this ability to kind of ad lib off each other when people would ask us stupid questions. Yeah. And one day this dude rolls up to the front desk and he says to us, where do you guys live? And we both said, not too far from the hotel. And he goes, no, no, no. But like, where do you really live? What? So we, again, both said, well, not far from here. He goes, no, no, no. Like, when you're not working, where do you live? Like, I live here, bro. Yeah, well, it turns out that he didn't think that anybody that worked in the hotels lived on the island. He thought it was just like literally all tourists. Uh So the two of us just immediately started playing off each other. And it's like, oh, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we we do a 10-day stint. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. Like we're, we're always on a 10 day run on that 11th day. We fly home. We're off work for 10 days and then we come back and we work a 10 day stint. It's like working a cruise. Yeah. Literally like working on a cruise ship. And the guy was like, Oh really? That must be really interesting. Oh, you know, do you get airline miles? And like, he just started going down this rabbit hole of just nonsense. And you just played along with it. hundred percent. Yeah, man. The miles are great. Get to spend time at home. See the fam. Well, and then the best part of that was the timing because he's standing there talking to us and one of the airline crews comes in. Oh boy. So the flight attendants get off the bus and they're walking up to the front desk and they're greeting us by name and it's like you know hey how you guys doing and they think they know you because you fly so much exactly (laughs) that's amazing not because we see him on the crew bus twice a week it's because he thinks that every 10 days we're spending five hours on a flight with the same flight attendants yes oh man that's amazing things like that i love the questions like this one guy that comes up to the front desk one day and he's asking how high above sea level are we (laughs) on the beach well we were across the street from the beach but like you literally i'm sorry you're (laughs) Yeah, it's a two-lane road. I think we're I think we're at sea level, sir. In the ocean, right? And I, I remember at that point with that dude, I kind of leaned over the counter and looked to my left, and he did too. And at I, the beach, yeah, you can see the ocean. Oh my the god, the sea! Yeah, yeah. I looked at it. And I'm like, um, about six feet. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, okay. Oh my god, yeah. jeez. Okay, now you've just awakened. So many memories, and you know what? Your I, shenanigans, and the- <laughs> I, I did want to. I did want to ask you if you could share one story in particular, and that was uh, oh, which one? The day that we had the Dutch folks that checked in. Freaky deaky Dutch. Freaky <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> Remember, at that time, what year was it? Right after Austin Powers had come out. Oh, oh. that's right. Okay, so um, so I am bilingual. And part of my duty was I would assist guests from other countries that spoke different languages than English. And I spoke several languages, but my main second language is German. And now remember, Dutch is right next door to Germany. And I actually had spent a lot of time in Holland to where I could get by in Dutch. Okay. But I can put it together. It is a different language, but still enough to where... I can understand what someone's trying to maybe ask me. I maybe can't reply in Dutch, but I can understand what they're saying. 
Okay. So at this time, I had those streaks in my hair. Remember oh, when yeah. I had like all dark hair and then I had bright blonde streaks on like the right and the left. I can nice. envision it. I had For come sure. to work and they were like freshly done. Like I was so 90s. It was a wonderful time of my life. And I looked Love it. that. So I'm working with Bill and we're working with Chuck. And it was the three of us because I ended up working with those boys and all of their <laughs> shenanigans a lot. Sure. So I come to the desk. I'm, you know, I have a bob and I have the hair and I'm working with Bill. And I proceed to hear these Dutch people who start talking about my hairstyle. Ooh, they talking smack. They're trash talking me. Oh, no. Dutch. So they just started speaking their own language. <laughs> Bill, do you want to chime in a little bit? Well, no, you know, about, the, my, about my response. Yeah. The thing that I remember the most about it was watching your body language just change. It's like you went from being, you know, happy, gregarious Sue to just being kind of mortified and like uh-huh. just taken aback. One of the main things that I remember is that you didn't want to talk about it. It took me a few times of prompting you and you finally came out and said basically that they were talking trash about you. I remember saying, and I remember asking you if you wanted me to talk to them and you're like, no, I'll I'll handle it. And then they came back to the desk and you handled it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. And I basically let them know in so many words, thank you for the compliment. I understand everything that you're saying to me. I bet you're pretty surprised that a stupid American can understand Dutch. Shut up. Love that. You know, keep in mind that this is at their check-in. This is the beginning of their stay. And you don't fly halfway around the world for like a weekend, right? I want to say they were there for like seven to 10 days. I'm like, it was a long period of time. So they had to be mortified for that long. No, Uh, but please, if you have some Dutch listeners, this is not representative of Dutch people as a whole. No, no, not at all. Dutch people are really nice people, very well behaved and very respectful, but not this couple. Well, and the thing that I thought that was interesting about it is that from that point forward, they never spoke Dutch in the lobby again. I love it. Was that. Always in English. Learn their lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they yeah, just they don't know how to be nice in Dutch. You never know. Or English, probably. <laughs> Well, it's let's not go there. It's I mean, we have, we have our Dutch listeners. Let's oh, not throw, right. let's not throw shade. Sorry, and that's guys. the thing is, I love Holland. It's, you know, the first place I ever went to Europe was actually Holland. It wasn't Germany. So nothing against our Dutch peeps. I love you all. Except for that one couple. It was just, it was just the one couple. And they just didn't <laughs> like, you know, late 90s, early 2000s American hairstyles. No, they didn't, they did not like, you know, the friends look. <laughs> Okay, do any of you currently host flight crew? Yep, I sure don't. do. I, I'm mm. so really? glad I don't. Really? You're lucky. I All my none. hotels do. I have none. Yeah, we've got two airlines for the most part, and then occasionally three, but we have two airlines. Does my hotel? No. no. Thank we, you. In unison. No, hotels like that are not for flight. It's normally like bigger hotels, not boutique small The big properties. box hotels? Yeah, big box Okay. Usually near-ish an airport. Yeah. So we're probably like... That's fifth. a cheaper rate to drive five more minutes. Something like that. Usually in the contracts, there's a time clause. So it has to be within a certain time radius of the hotel or of the airport. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times too, at least in my experience, they don't want to be right next to the airport because there's usually nothing to do. So like they'll want to be near someplace we can like walk to a downtown. So like mine is near a downtown area and it's like 15, 17 minutes away from the airport. But then they get to like walk downtown and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yes, to answer your question, I do have flight crews. What is your favorite part about the flight crews that come? 
Can you um, tell us that? Is there any, I got to pick something or? positive. Okay. Uh, yeah. say, is it nothing? <laughs> I, I would say a positive is that they do. You sell rooms. They're guaranteed revenue. That's true. No, no, no. Okay. But on a positive, you know what they like. You know what to expect. So they're not a surprise. Like, you know exactly what type of room they want. And so as long as you plan Laundry. for that, then they're easy. As long as you meet all of those wants. They're very picky. Okay. Soccer moms. And if you now. give them a room with a connecting door, whoo, or God right. forbid, their fireworks go off for five minutes locally, they will call their union rep and the union will be on you for three days because of fireworks that were out of your control. Sorry, that wasn't a positive. Oh go God. on. <laughs> okay. So, so there's like one positive. Yeah. Maybe. I, Maybe one. I, um, I think we were at this time. So this is, again, 9-11. We literally had crews that got grounded at our hotel. We had a certain airline from another country that would stay at our hotel before 9-11. And their flight attendants were just a more younger type of crew of younger people. Hmm. So, Bill, do you know you what know. airline she's talking about? I absolutely <laughs> know which airline it is. And okay. here's the best. It, wait, 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 Sue. Hang on. Yes. Here's the you're, best you're salacious piece of trivia for this hotel, this airline. Okay. The GM ended up marrying one of the flight Shut attendants. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. And they met at the hotel with of like course. her checking in? Oh, yeah. At the hotel. She was on duty. Obviously, he is. He's working there. Yeah. Right? yeah. So real hard to enforce those uh, non-fraternization Love rules. Love that. Right. Are yeah. they still married? I don't want to get into personal information. Yeah. True. But they are still together and it was a great match. But that same airline. Okay. When 9-11 hit, it went into bankruptcy and went out <gasps> of business. What? So were they the stranded? Got stuck. No way. Instead of being. Like taken very care demand, of. And... Very, very demanding. Their entire persona was the very demanding crew. Yeah. Very. I'm supposed to have a suite. I want this. I want that. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, they it, don't have it, jobs. It's the news. And then even getting them off the island and back to where they were from was, that was rough too. Dang. You know, now that I'm older, they are girls. I mean, yeah. they're in the beauty of youth in their 20s, maybe early 30s. The 30 year olds okay. were the veterans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. And so to see them go from being this demanding, I want a suite to, I don't have a way to pay for my room and I can't get a hold of my mom. Oh, that's so sad. Like, that's we're, crazy. We're really sorry for you, but you were horrible to us last yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, we, we right? don't have so much sympathy for you now. It's called karma. Right? You know, the, <laughs> it comes back to you. Yeah. <laughs> That hotel had so many airlines after 9-11. Every airline realized that their world had changed and that yeah. cost cutting was going to be an immediate need, right? Right. So these crews that had been based at oceanfront, beachfront resorts all of a sudden had their you know contracts canceled and they moved them to our hotel. Okay, we went to having three airlines to having, I believe it was nine. Damn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And everything was literally just like puzzle pieced together. So, you know, the, the crew that was outbound at 11 a.m. was basically they were hot betting with the next crew coming in. So they, they left at 11, housekeeping went in, they flipped that room and the crew that came in at 2 p.m. took those rooms. Dang. So everything had to be mm -hmm. puzzle pieced together for weeks out. 
because you had nine crews. Plus, we were not a dedicated airline hotel. It was a visitor-oriented property. Dang. So yeah, about, tourist. if I remember correctly, about 110 rooms a day were just nothing but airlines. Dang. Mm-hmm. Out of how many rooms? Mm-hmm. 265. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost half your hotel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you figure Mm -hmm. literally every day you've got about 110 check-ins and 110 check-outs before you even get another visitor, right? So it was interesting. Housekeeping must have loved that. Yeah, right? We actually had housekeeping down to a science. Okay. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. So, Bill, what was your role at this time at the hotel? I was front office supervisor. Okay. Nice. But, you know, a lot of those crews had really deep resentment from being transferred from their oceanfront, beachfront hotel to... to across the street? Across the street. It was a <laughs> huge ordeal. I mean, it was... They were just pissed to be there. They, and they took it out on you. Well, it's funny that you used that term. Oh, yeah. We had more than one flight attendant that were very open about their displeasure of our property. And one of them would protest it by putting all of the linen in the bathtub. And, and pissing then, on it. And I think you told... Yeah. This story at some point in time. Oh, I've shared most of my favorite flight attendant stories in any of the previous episodes. That's crazy. But yeah, we identified mm. who she was. She never came back to the she, property. She? She? hmm She. That's such guy she, stuff. Wait, I'm sorry. She would put all the linen in the bathtub and what, like sit on the edge of the bathtub? I, That's look, wild. I don't, I don't know the delivery logistics. I just know the end result. That's probably what I would do. What about you, you Miss B? Uh, I wouldn't pee on the towel, so. Well, no, no, no. If I, you've never peed in a bathtub. No. Oh. I'm sorry. Have you? <laughs> How? Not and for why? Nothing. Yeah, for sure. I'm I don't sorry. know how that came you about. Ever, okay, okay. Let me let well, me put it in perspective here. Short tangent. You ever been at like a house party and you're going to the bathroom with your friends, but you also really have to go and like they're on the toilet and there's a bathtub right there. Yeah, I've held it, but oh. I, I mean that's cool. Or vice versa. Wherever you gotta go. Like I could have had the toilet and she had the bathtub. I've never in my life peed in a bathtub. You're telling I'm not me you've saying never... I won't. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let me one up this. You never peed in a sink? No. <laughs> have you? Yeah. What? Ms. Have B, you, Bill? Ms. B, do you, have you not lived? Yeah, right? Okay, I have peed on curbs, and I thought I was wild. I've done that too, yeah. But a sink or a bathtub, no, not so much. Oh. Bill, sink, bathtub? Well, there was no ore. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, there's been times with both. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, I'm not living. Okay. Well, men, men can go anywhere. Like, yeah. As we shout out to my brother. Discussed. Yeah. Shout out to my brother. He used to pee on the side of the house. <laughs> okay. As long as there was like a weekly routine to like hose the side of the house down. Well, he was really little. And okay. we just, you know, we saw it happening one day. We ran and told mom. So mom. they fixed it. <laughs> okay. Little Sue, boys. Uh, Sue, I got to ask you have you ever peed in a bathtub or a sink? <laughs> Never in a sink. I think. <laughs> but a bathtub? I will hold it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm never in that much of a rush. I can I can wait. <laughs> Sometimes it sneaks up on you. All right, that's your deviant segment of the evening. No, 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 no. We got one more. We got one more. We got one more. Oh, God. No, Bring that's, it. that's my deviant segment. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Deviant is in the presenter, not as in the Correct. subject matter. Correct. Okay, can I still sneak in a deviant one? Yeah, absolutely. This is also from our airline friends. Okay, the you, ones that you were- can be Ooh. resident deviant for a segment. I, I'll take that torch. So this is one of the um, the airline crews that would complain about being at this different hotel, right? Okay. Ended up catching three of them in the hot tub together. Love Whoa. that. <laughs> yeah. Doing what? 
Exactly hey, what you you're know, thinking. Singing Kumbaya. No, it <laughs> Just wasn't. Just enjoying the bubble. It wasn't that, but I'm sure they were talking about God in one way or another. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, they were. Don't Not in a public hot tub. Come on. So nasty. Okay. Anyway. I have another story of a very badly behaved flight attendant. Ooh, bring it. Wait, I Bill, did you, finish, it. did you finish your story? No. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just it's salacious behavior just with all of them. I mean, from hot Bad tubs. Behavior, yeah, from hot more. tubs to getting ripped at the bars to... Oh, one of my favorites was the airline captain that signed out a bike that then got uh, <laughs> into a car accident. <laughs> broke both his legs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> he flew over. Didn't he, like, uh-huh. fly over the handlebars? Flew over the handlebars and the car. I mean, it's sad. It's sad, but he was an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. They tried to pin it on the hotel because the hotel provided bikes for the air crews at no charge. Stop. Yeah. But so, did they sign yeah. a, like, liability agreement? Oh, yeah. Well, then that's their fault. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But still, oh, it doesn't matter. they had to matter. sign I mean, their life away. Yeah, you had 250 yeah. people and an air crew that couldn't leave that night. <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, it is. The, the flight attendant <laughs> stories and stuff were some of my absolute favorites, though. <laughs> like, just... The stuff that happened, I can't even tell some of my favorite stories about the flight attendants because we would have to change the rating of the of the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, just the I, salacious I, I behavior. PG thirteen one. We saw affairs going on. I was going to ask we if there were any all like, the hookups. There were a lot of affairs that we witnessed. You've got a very small front desk team that sees these crews coming in regularly. And we see a lot. You observe. Oh, yeah. You're watching a soap opera. (laughs) So both these flight attendants worked for the same airline. They were based out of the same city. Turns out that he had a wife who worked for the same airline. Oh, no. That would frequently fly (laughs) the same destination. Uh (gasps) How do you not expect that something is going to come out about that? Eek. Yeah. And eventually it did. Yeah. Makes sense. It was not good for anybody that had been involved. Oh, that sucks. Guys, I currently have two flight crew with the airline that stays with us. And every time they stay, they are divas. They always demand their rooms are connecting. And if they are not connecting, they throw full-blown fits. And so they stay in connecting rooms every single time. And I check them in. And I thought that was the weirdest thing ever. And I asked my coworker. I'm like, why do they need connecting rooms? She's like, oh, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. They're here every other week. She's like, um, it's because they're both married and they have to have connecting rooms. So regardless of what room they're in, if the phone rings and it's their spouse, they can run and get it. I thought it was because they didn't want like other people seeing them going from room to room. That's what I was thinking too. I don't feel like I'm they're sorry, very wait, discreet. What spouse is calling your hotel room? Like, why aren't you just calling to your check cell on you? phone to make sure you're in the room? Why are you married? Why are you married? Because they're terrible people. Do all phone calls have to come through the PBX? Uh, yes, you location? cannot dial directly to the room. Oh, that's how your staff okay. knows? Yeah. Because yeah. they get a lot of calls mm-hmm. saying, hey, can you transfer me to like this room? Yes, my husband's room. It's blah, blah, blah. He's in this room. So, Sue, okay. Yes. You're telling us about a badly. Oh, my goodness. Behaving. Okay. So, the same airline that went out of business had a flight attendant who was not only on his own planet. I think he was on his own galaxy in, <laughs> in okay. how he viewed himself was beyond all norms that anyone on our planet could actually fathom of entitlement. So we're working. It was just two of us girls and it was the end of the night, but it was just the two of us that night. 
So we had just got done checking in this airline with the really entitled flight attendants who all want a suite. They want to be by their friends. Why can't you move us? You know, and then they would find out about this other room that we had up on the top floor that was like the room that the owner would stay in of the hotel. And they'd be like, we want that room. Like that's your not home, available your for airline you. does not cover that room. <laughs> If you have a problem, please reach out to your union or whoever it is. Yeah. But we are within your contract and this is the room that we have for you. So this guy would not leave us alone. My workmate, who is very spicy, she just kind of like had to like put him in his place and go, look, dude, you're not going to get it. Well, he didn't like it. Well, guess what he did? What? He, he came Shut in the door. Oh, into the back offices of the hotel and we're two girls by ourselves and we're kind of like sitting in this other little back office where like the reservations people would sit during the day uh-huh. and all of a sudden there's a dude in our safe space Oof. and it's scary like when you're a girl and there's a man who is somewhere he should not be it's frightening and he goes i just had to tell you that i didn't appreciate the way you talked to me and blah 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 and she stood up and walked towards him to where he started like backing up and she's like i don't go on a plane and tell you how to serve the coffee amen i don't tell you how to serve the food and i don't go into the cockpit and tell the pilot what to do and yeah. she said get out of here before i call security even though there was no security call oh. Hey, sometimes you gotta bluff. He's like, gosh, you don't have to overreact. And she's like, get the hell out. Love that. So we had to report it. I mean, that's scary. Totally. Like, we don't know who these people are. He could be having a bad decade and decide to take us with him. Oh, my gosh. Well, for those of you who may remember, that's how I met my husband. He burst into the back office of a door that wasn't locked. And I tried to kick him out. Yeah. I have you told this story on the pod? Have I not? Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Oh my god. I well, know that you had mentioned that you had met him through your work. Yeah. So, Sue, what you're talking about, we had one of those doors. This was many moons ago that didn't lock to the back office. This hotel was a cute boutique hotel in wine country. So we were very used to dealing with drunk guests. Every Friday and Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. you were going to get a good barrage of wine tasters. Sunday is a wine tasting day. It is. <laughs> so this was, I was PM crew. And this was around uh, 10, 10.30 at night. And I started to hear like the door jiggling, like someone was trying to get in. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And they're jiggling, jiggling, struggling to get it open. And then it just pops open and the guy nearly falls in. And he like stands up and I start yelling at him because I was a feisty one too. And I was like, you need to get out. He's like, oh, wait, did you have cameras? No. And the door just had a like turn it, push it open. That's all it was. Yeah. And that guy was your now husband. I mean, I, you're going to have to listen to the story and see how it unfolds. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, so he like, almost falls. So this guy, because who knows? Maybe this one isn't my husband. Maybe there's another one. Ah, damn. <laughs> so this guy's like trying to get in. And I start yelling at him like, you need to get out right now. And he's like, but uh, no. Uh, and I was like, no, no ands, or buts. You don't belong here. You need to leave. And he obviously just looked terrified of me. And then he managed to go, uh, no, it, it's my first day. And I'm like, what? He's, He's an like, employee? I, I work here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what's your name? And he says his name and I recognize it from an email. I'm like, oh, you're the new night auditor. 
And he's like, yeah. I'm like, welcome to the team. <laughs> this is how you get in the door properly. This yeah, is he, how a door works. <laughs> yeah, the door used to stick and he just couldn't figure out how to open it. And so. Broken. Yeah, he broke in. So. And what, then I married him. Okay, that was your husband. <laughs> yeah, that was my husband. Good times. I didn't, I didn't realize. So what? You were a front desk agent? Yeah. And he was night out it. Yeah. Who was the one to leave property? Both of us. You were dating. Well, yeah, we kind of just hit it off. And I was young and would never advise my daughter to do this, but young you and... Were, you were a little young. Young and in love. And he got a job down south and he's like, you want to come with me? And I was like, why not? Yeah. And the rest is history. But you were dating... Such a cool sequence. At that hotel. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Did you Thanks. get in trouble? Did you have to like go to HR and fill out a piece of paper? No, we were both. You hit it? Well, we weren't leadership. Oh, so it didn't right. matter. So it didn't matter. Yeah. You could fraternize all you want. All you want. <laughs> so anyways, but yeah, to this day, there is no lock on that door. Have you gone back to that hotel? I have because that's where we met. So like occasionally it's we'll special. like go there. Yeah. Anniversary or something. And I go past that door and I remember and it's still you could just open it <laughs> but small boutique hotel yeah yeah not much changes in those no not really it's a historic hotel so they can't change much oh gotcha and well there are a lot of their those in that area as well yep and it's so historic in fact that in the basement there's actually tunnels and most of them are like caved in or whatever so you can't actually go through them but, but you if you go down it. you could see the tunnel and it used to go to the river because in prohibition they used to oh. get bootleggers. alcohol bootleggers to the, uh, to the river uh, uh, uh. very historic i knew you and your husband had like a cute story and i was actually like talking to my mother about this recently yeah yeah we talk about you <laughs> we talk we talk about the pod like quite often um hi mom and i said i know hi, mom i know miss b and her husband like have a cute meeting story but i couldn't remember it and now she'll listen to this yeah i yelled at him until he loved me <laughs> isn't that how every man becomes a husband <laughs> her me yelling at him and he's like yep i want to marry this one <laughs> yep i like the way she yells at me i'll deal with that for life oh goodness uh good times guys hasn't worked for me yet okay anyway i need to stop making keep trying jokes. keep trying <laughs> yeah you know what <laughs> stopping is a good idea all around <laughs> So, Sue, quick question before we wrap up for the evening. I know that yeah. you're a longtime listener. Which one is your mm-hmm. favorite episode? There's so many amazing ones. So, you know, it was hard. But truly, I think my favorite title of all was the one that says, I like big boats and I cannot laugh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that episode so much. <laughs> me too. I remember at the end of that episode, yeah. me just making up boat puns to try to come up with titles. And some of them just <laughs> did not float. So, oh, bad puns. If you, if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to take a listen to I Like Big Boats and I Cannot Lie. And make sure Though to- other listeners may deny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Make it stop. <laughs> and make sure if you have any stories or comments or questions for us to shoot us an email at OG3 at TFTSI.com. And, and don't you- forget to follow us and like us on all of our social media platforms. We're there, including TikTok. TikTok and Spotify and YouTube, Apple Podcasts, yeah. all the good ones. Yep. Oh, and our website, too. You can find us at 
tftsi.com. Yeah, nice and short, so it's easy to go to. And the great thing about it is there is a little form on there that you can enter, you know, your little story or just say, hey, I want to be on the show or I want to submit a story and you can send it to us. It's really quick and easy. Yeah, and you can come and join and speak with us just like Sue did here. That's right. Even if you're not near the studio, you can always call in. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, thank you, Sue, for being here. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your night. You too. You too. And we'll uh, see you guys again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.